Welcome to Riverdale. Yo, welcome to Riverdale. This is the Carefree Black Nerd review show of the CW and Archie versus Riverdale. Y'all, this last episode, alright, um, housekeeping, when you're listening to this episode and when you're watching Riverdale Live, please use the hashtag WTRPod, that is the official pod of the Carefree Black Nerd Riverdale review, I'd love to make this a conversation, um, yeah, let me know what's up, what you think, favorite character, least favorite, favorite scene, least favorite, shit you wish you could change, shit that you like, you know, whatever, just let's make this a conversation. I, of course, am your host, Rain Coleman, uh, the Carefree Black Nerd himself. You can find me on Twitter under Carefree Blurred. That's one of the most immediate ways to get in touch with me. Also on CarefreeBlackNerd.com, all other social media sites, Carefree Black Nerd. Of course, BYNKRadio.net, uh, podcast of mine is there, as well as uh, other wonderful podcasts hosted by dope-ass people and more content, so check it out. Uh, so we open up. This is Riverdale, Chapter 39, The Midnight Club. This is uh, Season 3, Episode 4. Uh, we're back after the week hiatus that apparently all the CW shows took. Um, so here we are. Y'all, this was fucking phenomenal. Okay, look. Riverdale is the first review show I've ever done. If you go back through the archives of Carefree Black Nerd Podcast, you'll see that this was the first show that I reviewed. I was excited for it. Season one was dope as hell. It was something new. It was a darker twist on the Archieverse. They did some things, some some I liked, some I didn't. But all in all, first season was a knockout of the park. Even with the ending that kind of felt a little bit patched together, but in a way that seemed like it was kind of um, done on purpose. Season two, garbage. Tridash, as Sid was saying. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, I, I I fell off. You all know the story. I was into Riverdale. I was out of it. They fucked around. They really, in my opinion, don't always do the best job when it comes to people of color, marginalized people, uh, women, and, you know, gays and whatnot. But I was willing to give this third season a shot. I fell off on season two, like five or six episodes before the ending. And I have to say that I have been enjoying this third season. I don't feel like it's perfect by any means, but I do feel like that they've done better with the characters. And it's probably because we've lived with these characters for so long. So kudos to them for that. But y'all, let me say, let me go on record as saying this episode of Riverdale was the very best episode I have ever seen of Riverdale, hands down. So the Midnight Club. I feel this was the best because this gave me that feeling from the first season. It was a very concise story that felt like it was planned and thought out. It was essentially a one-shot, if you look at it as if the show was a comic book series. And it was a one-shot, and it fucking worked. Not only did it work within the framework of the one-shot, one episode, but it also pushed the story along in the larger season. Like, And then also having the kids play their parents, we knew that was coming. In some way, I know last season I was like, oh, during the riots they'll do it, or you know, during this or that. But I have to say, whoever worked on this episode, that whole team, y'all did a phenomenal job. Um, 
It wasn't without its problems, but they were few and far between for me. Um, I'll say Lily Reinhardt did her motherfucking thing. I, I think this was one of the better performances that she has had on this show, period. Um, and that separate of this being my most favorite episode to date, I think that, um, that she's, she, she really did an amazing job playing her mom. Lily Reinhardt plays, uh, Betty Elizabeth Cooper, who in this particular episode played Elizabeth, I mean, excuse me, played Alice, her mom. And, bro, sis, cuz, fam, cuz blood, all that. She did a really good job. I think that, first of all, everyone did phenomenal. And everyone, it, there's a, a bit of a difference. Um, I think everyone portrayed their parents in such a a good way and, uh, and, and believable way that that's part of the thing that carried this show or this episode. Um, seeing Cheryl as Penelope, amazing. I like that. She did a good job. Seeing um, Veronica as Hermione, amazing. Of course, Betty as Alice, the best performance, hands down, to me. I don't know who that little motherfucker is who played Hiram, but that motherfucker looks exactly like her. He has to be in some way related to the actor who plays Hiram, because there's no way this motherfucker's jaw, face structure, hair... Uh, cheekbones, all that. He looked just like this motherfucker. So I don't know casting. What I I, I was going to limit to assume that that was his son or nephew or something. I'm a little bit too lazy to <laughs> look it, <laughs> but I'm sure he was. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I think Archie did a really good job playing Fred. And again, a lot of the 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 good things about this performance were in the kind of mannerisms and the little quirks that made these people like their parents. Um, I think Jughead did a dope job as FP as well. Like, and Jughead, I like him as a character. I liked him more in season one. Season two eh, kind of fell off for me. I'm really could care less this season, but seeing him portray his dad, dope. I, I, I think he did a really good job as well. Uh, when it comes to Josie, the only kind of drawback is that we don't get a lot of time with uh, Mayor McCoy. Like, we've gotten more screen time with her here and there, but this show has really dropped the ball when they could have been exploring her relationship with Sheriff Keller. And just shit, her being a mayor and her having more to do than to have to fight with things kids like Jughead and Betty or with her own daughter like she could have done more like the other parents seem to have gotten more and that's the same way that they failed Reggie's mom like what the hell is she doing but all that being said I think that Josie did a really good job uh, in her performance I just don't know how well she captured her mom because I just I don't there's not enough there so she was essentially playing herself the part I did like was between her and Kevin who was playing his dad and their like romance and I'm feel okay so I kind of feel like they could have done more with that in this episode but at the same time there was a lot going on so I can forgive them for that but I can't forgive them for adult um Sierra McCoy and adult uh Keller I forget his uh Sheriff Keller's actual first name but they could have done more with that with the adults instead of just making it this taboo secret that they have that has eventually come out, but we aren't really getting more. Okay. If I'm making sense. Um, 
I really did enjoy that though, because it, it kind of not necessarily retcon, but it did flesh out the parents in a way that made me want to watch more of the show. Now, where it goes from here, who the hell knows? You know, this show can go off the rails at any minute, but I do think that. If you have not seen the show and you're coming into it on the third season, this is a really good, if you're watching one through four, excuse me, one through three, and then you're kind of waning, you don't know if you're going to stick with it or not. I think four would be the episode that really brings you back in as it explains a lot. Um, it lets you see the actors who play these characters, these kids and uh, flexing their acting muscles, so to speak. When it comes to uh, them portraying their parents. And it's just an all-around good episode. It's really akin to a um, breakfast uh, breakfast club. Which they did a dope-ass job. As well as the 80s. Um, and then I guess I'm a sucker for the 80s. Early 90s anyway. So like they got me with that. But the music fit. Uh, the acting was phenomenal. They didn't have to do much with the set. Because Riverdale is an old town. So they pretty much used the same places which the school was the majority of the setting um i love it i love this episode now i liked alice narrating even though it kind of fell apart during parts where why would she know about these things because she weren't wasn't there but i could forgive that because all in all this was a very concise story i feel like they did a much better job handling this episode which kind of addresses the gargoyle king and all that good shit they did a better job with this than they've done with uh the Black Hood with all of season two. Um, I think this episode is really up there with the entirety of season one. I think that season one was a really good, solid season, 13 episodes straight to the point. The only thing that kind of fell apart for me that I can remember offhand was the handling of Jason Blossom's murder, which I didn't feel like that was Clifford being the Clifford Jason's dad was being the murderer. It didn't feel like that had been the plan all along. Um, I feel like they kind of left it ambiguous so that they could try to fit in someone somewhere. But all in all, it did still feel like a good solid season. This episode, right up there with it, if not surpassing it just by a little. Um, I do like that. It felt like you you got an entire story. You got these handful, six or seven kids or whatnot in a school, different paths, getting um Saturday detention and. Uh, fighting and getting more detention, I think it was three or four that the principal gave them, and then them having to reconcile with, shit, we're here now, we don't know shit about each other, you know, oh, um, Sierra, you and Keller is kicking it, we've been, uh, known each other, been to school together since we was in kindergarten, how we don't know this, like, just, it, some of it seemed kind of forced, like that comment where Fred was like, yeah, we've been together since elementary school, we don't know anything about each other, so what, like, that felt... I don't know, that didn't feel real. It felt a bit forced, but it was subtle. It pushed the, flop, the plot forward, and it gave us what we needed. So, I, honestly, I, I'm ranting and raving for this episode because they fucking did it. Um, after that, the kids spend all these weeks together and discover the gargoyles and dungeons, whatever, G&G &G game, and go down this rabbit hole. Now, that's another thing that I really liked about this episode and what I can really appreciate is that I really thought I didn't have faith in this Gargoyle King storyline from the beginning uh, because I just I don't have a lot of faith in Riverdale. So when they do something and they knock it out, I um, I'm very surprised pleasantly, but I'm very surprised. 
the Black Hood was a bumbling mess. Um, Jason, not so much, but it could have been a bit tighter. When it comes to the Gargoyle King, because it's a more supernatural element, which probably has one of those Scooby-Doo type of it's been you all, it's all along feels to it. It just feels out there. It feels on brand for Archie because he does have the different universes and whatnot, but it feels out there. I didn't have faith in Riverdale to pull this off. So when we found out that we were getting this story about the young uh, parents and the shit that they went through when they played the Gargoyles and whatever game, I was not um, um, uh, Griffins and Gargoyles, and I wasn't I wasn't excited because I didn't think they would do a good job. But with this flashback, I thought that it would fall apart and be just some Jumanji style, you know, we turn crazy and start fucking shit up. But this was a really good portrayal of the dangers of this game. And they aren't going the supernatural. Well, kind of, it feels like it's, it's, that's in the background. But what it feels like is that the game, like she said before, she being Alice, this um, preys on the vulnerable and the impressionable youth. And Betty was like, well, you know, what the fuck ever? Okay, I won't play the game, but I, I am going to investigate it. And so once we got to the story and it's flushed out and we understand why everyone is so stressed, um, Fred's dad is sick. And, you know, he doesn't want to leave Riverdale because he wants to help his dad. Um, uh, Hermione is upset at her mom who's cleaning uh, hotel room 16 hours a day and looking for the American dream, but she wants to be with, um, uh, uh, what's the nigga? Uh, Hiram, but he's a bad guy and her mom don't want to be with him. And then Sierra and Keller can't be together because their parents don't want them to be with a different race. And then even Penelope, which we'll get to her later, her issues with her and with the blossoms and whatnot. But these kind of broken or tra traumatized adolescents found this common bond through this game and it just took on and it was it was a really really convincing story being told even if we didn't have Alice's narration I still would have I think I would have wanted someone to narrate it could have been just some ambiguous disembodied voice or it could have I think it could have worked without the narration but the narration really pushed forward um it for the audience that this is a flashback. And so I did, though I saw the characters, the kids who do play Archie and Betty and Jughead and etc. Once watching this episode, they really transformed to their parents. So kudos to them for that. Um, one of my issues is with Penelope. Penelope um, was raised in the, what's the, the sisterhood of the wayward girls, Convine church, whatever that thing is. That everybody has like lived in at one point in time. And the Blossoms came to adopt her. Well, one, they went to look at all the redhead children or redhead girls or something like that. And they adopted her when she was eight, she said. And the thing that was so heavy is that she confessed, because I never even thought about Penelope too deeply. Um, because though she is a kind of sort of main character as an adult. She doesn't get the shine that others do. And like her little affair with Hal was, it just wasn't, whatever. It was short lived and was odd. 
But this flashback explains a lot of her behavior. And then I'll say that's one thing that they've done well with this flashback is really explain a lot of the adults' behavior and thought processes and stuff. So kudos to them. But with her, she said that um, she was groomed to be Clifford's sister and then ultimately his wife. And everybody, you know, cussed her out to my, oh, that's pretty much incest and this and that. And it was, I enjoyed that retelling or that telling of Penelope's story because we I don't know what other way we would have gotten that and I don't know if we had have gotten that same exact story from adult Penelope's mouth that it would have had the same weight or um, sympathy that it did coming from flashback Penelope Cheryl playing Penelope because I just something about the innocence of young Penelope lashing out at school because she even said being away every second away from that home makes me it like it, i'm paraphrasing but is is like the best thing in the world for her you know or or helps her with self-care or whatever she said even being here in suspension you know uh, i mean yeah detention saturday detention this is even a good thing and so that it just puts a lot of weight on that character adult penelope and the things that she's dealing with and going through though she is the villain it's like damn but look what she had to deal with and one of the issues i have with her storyline is when the fuck is clifford's twin brother like it's been established that this man has a twin where was he during his flashback i don't get it i just i don't know it's like they were i guess trying to be as general as possible but he has a twin brother where is this twin i assume that the twin went away when they were like teenagers like right out of high school but apparently as juniors in high in yeah juniors in high school that's when the flashback takes place apparently he was never around because he was never addressed even when she did the flashback within the flashback showing eight-year-old penelope in going into pops and sitting down to meet clifford to have a milkshake it was just clifford there it was no one else so um i don't know i'm a bit that's one plot thread that's just like sitting there in the back of my head like what the hell and i know there were a couple others that i can't remember right now which i may bring up on the next episode you know if it comes to me or not or i might just tweet about it hell but uh yeah that, that was really that really stuck with me and i was like how how is this even how i don't know so um again the story was very concise an ode to the 80s in the breakfast club standout performances by Lily, Lily Reinhardt. Well, really all of the kids, but Lily especially. Um, I'll go on the record as saying she was my favorite of this episode. Um, I know I try to default to a person of color, but honestly, she killed it with this. I mean, she was the focal point of this episode, so she had the most screen time, but it really felt like an 80s movie. Like, and <laughs> I'm always trying to alter and change something, but if you take this episode of Riverdale, even take Alice narrating, but take apart the present day stuff, like um, Betty telling her, oh, you can need to, oh, no, no, you can even keep that in. Tell me about the game. Take away the, the Riverdale high school present day stuff and just talk about, you know, um, I don't know, let me tell you about a story when I was in high school. Or, you know, um, let's say the Betty character finds a picture of her mom back in high school and say, well, what is this about? Why don't you, you know, loosen up and tell me some stories? Like, if you just made this this thing and didn't even set it in Riverdale, this would be a dope-ass 80s movie or just teen movie, period. Though I don't know. I can't 
And they probably have done the bare minimum, which is make a concise story that fits into the larger narrative, which is what you do when you have a television show or a property that's ongoing, like a comic book, like a prose book, like a series, like a movie franchise. And they they really did it with this one. So I'd be interested to, th to see what you guys' thoughts were. Um, tweet me, Carefree Blurred. Uh, use the hashtag WTRPod. Let me know what your thoughts were on this episode. Do you think that I'm just like overselling it? <laughs> or did you enjoy this episode? I really, really, really did. Um, my favorite character of this episode is hands down... Betty playing Alice, or I'll just young Alice. I don't know. I'll categorize it some way, but that was the absolute favorite. Now, as far as favorite scenes, um, this episode had some really interesting fight scenes, and I liked them more than anything because it was just so young teenager. Uh, even the streaking scene, which was you know weird, you don't really see that nowadays, I would imagine. But the streaking scene was kind of like young eighties teen movie, whatever, but my favorite scene, hands down, has to be the fight between Penelope and Alice in the ladies' room. And uh, Sierra and Hermione were in there as well, and it's just like, <laughs> this is freaking ridiculous. And also the fight once they got into the first Saturday detention that got them their subsequent uh, other detentions. Like, I knocked it out the park. Kudos to them. If I could rate this, it would be 10 out of 10. So, so that's welcome to Riverdale. But let me know, who was your favorite? Did you enjoy the performance from the kids playing their parents? I would actually like to see more stories like this. Um, and in a very, like like, they're, like they did this episode, a clear, concise story start to finish. We started off, they, they were not friends. They developed a friendship, developed a club, did these things together, became whole new people. And because of tragedy, which is, spoiler alert, the principal was found murdered or dead or suicidal, whatever. It's We know as the viewer that it has something to do with the game, but as the characters in the show, it's unclear. And then I think the mortician the uh i mean the autopsy whatever it'll come to me the dude at the uh, morgue <laughs> uh said that he it was suicide with um unspecified reason some kind of way that it was unclear and then at the end of all that like even within the show that incident forced them back apart so for like i want to say maybe a month or two they were like this cool, close click. And it also explains that when the when the show opens, episode one, season one, it gives a little bit more weight to the adults and their distrust of one another and their um, separation from one another. It just, it was really good, man. So good. If Riverdale could do like this and fire on all cylinders going forward, then I would just, I would... We need it. <laughs> so, yeah, that is my favorites and all that good stuff. I don't even have a least favorite because it was really just a, a bomb-ass episode. Um, so if those of you out there uh, listening, again, always use the hashtag WTRPod when listening to Welcome to Riverdale when watching Riverdale live. Let me know your thoughts, um, ideas. Did you... You know, think, did you agree with me? Did you disagree? You know, what? where are you at? Where your head at? Where your head, your head, where your head at? <laughs> and um, shoot, um, hit me up on Twitter, Carefree Blurred. All other social medias at Carefree Black Nerd. Uh, 
um, here, rate, review, comment, subscribe on iTunes. Please uh, give me a five-star rating and write, write a little message. Let me know. Oh, I love Riverdale. Oh, I hate Riverdale. Welcome to Riverdale School. You know, <laughs> tell me something. And uh, make sure to check out the other podcasts over at BYNK Radio. Dope, dope, dope family of podcasts and creators over there as well. And um, we'll wrap it up here. So until next time, I want you all to stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky, stay out of Riverdale, especially Riverdale in the 80s, and stay the hell away from the Gargoyle King. Like, this motherfucker is wild. <laughs> all right, y'all.